Another DJ Khaled commercial. Did you see him all over Game 3? All over. We're going to see more of that in Game 4. I mean, DJ Khaled, I feel like he is Miami now. I love his gif when <laughs> he's just sitting down, like, in in water, like he's having lunch or something, and he just, like, stands up. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yes. Oh, That's yeah. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. He's just, there was peak DJ Khaled was when he was all over Snapchat. All over Snapchat. And it was another just one. Another one. Keys. He would always tweet out major the key keys. of the major keys. <laughs> what do we got cooking today? And he'd like show us what his chef was making. I, I actually turned that into a segment on a previous show I was doing at that time. Really? We called it Major Keys, and it was before every, at the time, Redskins game. And it was, we used DJ Khaled music and just, just like, you know, we're going all in on this. I love DJ Khaled. How can you not? I mean, he's the best. Put your hands in the up. I bet you he's in on Miami. You think he's in on the heat tonight? Oh, my God. I would, I would think so. He's with you. DJ he's with you. So that line, as PJ brought up last segment, has now moved. We're now looking at the heat plus two and a half. Yeah, I, I And the I total just... is 211 and a half. I mean, have you, Smell something going have on. you heard many people that like Miami tonight? No. Okay. No. And that no. line's going the other way. So everything I kind of know about betting is probably telling me to be on the heat tonight, which means that Denver probably wins by 20. Right. But yeah. I'm going to ride. You're going to do it anyway. With the heat. Dan Carpook, our guy, was on my show. Send it in today, Nick, at 1.30 mm -hmm. p.m. Eastern time, right here on the BetQL Network. Well done. And he was saying he had an unbelievable stat he had seen on Twitter. I believe the guy's name was Ralph Michaels on Wager Talk. The last 75 games in the NBA Finals – where we have had the favorite, uh, it was either six points or less. All 75 of those games, whoever has won, has won outright. Or uh, has covered the spread. Whoever mm -hmm. has won has covered the spread. So, if you like Miami tonight, take them outright. If you like Denver tonight, lay the points. That was a trend. I remember hearing that at the beginning of the playoffs, even. Crazy. That, that was, and it just, it continues. five ga finals games. It continues to go forward. And we talked about this before game three, that the team, when the series is tied 1-1, the team that wins game three wins the series 80% of the time. Yeah. Now, usually, I don't like the whole, like, let's go back 15 years on trends and turn it into a thing because it's so misleading. And you got teams that look completely different, organization. Like, everything's different. Mm -hmm. But what that does tell me, and the reason why I actually like that, is because it shows you the mindset, the mental side of this, of where teams are. Where you win that pivotal game three, the other team plays with their back against the wall, and then the team that's up plays a lot more in, in a comfortable position. And they feel more confident. And that's, that's based on more of the mental thing than anything else. I mean, the reactions just from this series have been unbelievable. It's like after game one, everybody thinks Denver's going to sweep this series yep. or win in five. And then Miami does what they've been doing all postseason and steal a game on the road as big dogs. And then Miami comes home for game three and people are like, Man, like, are the heater just like might do this thing? Like, they're just gonna. And then Denver comes out and, and beats them rather easily. And now it's like, oh, Denver's just gonna kill Miami again. And we've been talking about it, Nick, on this show. Like, I cannot remember an NBA team who like has been so successful shooting the ball throughout the postseason who isn't known for shooting. Like, obviously those Golden State teams, right? Like, they were great shooting right. teams, but that's what they're known for. It's like when you think of the Miami Heat and you watch them in the regular season, like they, they did nothing like this. I mean, they were in this good a shooting team, and they've been unbelievable here in the postseason. So I, I think they're going to shoot well tonight. I think if you like Miami, I think the over is probably the play as well at 211.5. But uh, I'd take that plus 125. I think they win tonight. Hasn't that fluctuation, though, been the playoffs in general? I mean, we had that same thing with uh, 
I mean, it was the Lakers and Grizzlies. I remember that series. There was conversation about the Grizzlies still being able to make it through the first couple of games. And then, you know, we had all this confidence the Lakers were going to go in and beat the hell out of the Nuggets. And then game one, it, it just, it feels like we've had a level of inconsistency game by game and really just question marks around every team at some point. And it's because the NBA has been more wide open in the playoffs this year than it's been in a while. Even though if you just watch the teams and watch the games, you'd look at the Nuggets and say, yeah, they should be here. This was the best team in the West. This is the really, I mean, I would put them as the best team in the NBA over the Celtics, even when they both are at their best level, when they both are playing at their peak. Some of it also was just coaching going on in Denver. But yeah, it's, it's also... The Miami Heat, right? They're cockroaches. They don't die. So they put you in that same mental spot that you said where you're going, Pah, they're done. Oh, my God. They're going to wait. What? They, now they won game two in Denver. It's just – it's what makes it fun, but it also makes it a real pain in the ass to bet on, which is why the, the totals and uh, props have been a lot better than sitting here if you can't get a feel on what you think is going to happen game by game. Interesting enough, too, when you look at the Nuggets, so to open, they were actually 10-1 to 1 to win the title. After round one, they were 7-1. Round two, plus 150. Conference finals, minus 400, and now minus 800. Before game four, uh, Nuggets, this was actually from um, our guy, John Ewing, with mm-hmm. uh, BetMGM. Yep. He said, before game four, the Nuggets winning would be a bad outcome for the sports book. Which, yeah, I mean, listen, now everybody's starting to realize this team is a good team. This team is a legit title contender. But they're going to have to do what they did in game three again and limit Miami shooting from the outside and also bully the hell out of them, especially in the paint. You got to outscore them in the paint, and you got to out-rebound them like they did by 25 last game. Do you think if Miami wins tonight that the perception heading into Game 5 will be like, all right, it's a split, they're going back to Denver, though, and the Nuggets will take care of them in Game 5? Or do you think, oh, my God, like, here come the Heat again, and now they go back on the road and where, where they like to win. They've I, been great all that's year. That's the thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not counting the Heat out on the road. So yeah. even right now, if we look at tonight, even if they lose this and they're down 3-1... Oh, I would love them in Game 5 if they yeah. lose tonight. Yeah. I would love yeah. them. I'd, I'd pick them on the money line, quite frankly, mm-hmm. in Game 5. That back-against-the-wall mentality for them. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, it, it's, and this is what makes... Like, it's great if you're a fan of them, but it's just so frustrating because you know if they can bring that, they can beat the Nuggets and win this win this title. But you have to count on them being able to put everything together over the last, you know last few games of this series. I, tonight, too, like Gabe, that's why I'm on Gabe Vincent over 13 and a half points. Mm-hmm. I think he steps up for them, but they're going to need more than that. You know you got Jimmy. You know you got Bam. So really after that, does Duncan Robinson get more time? Do we look at more from Gabe Vincent? Does Haywood Highsmith get more minutes? He got more at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals. Like Those are the types of players where wait and see how the game starts, and maybe that's a live betting opportunity for somebody there. Now, Haywood Highsmith, there's just like never anything offered. I don't know. I can't remember in Game 1 whether they had actual points props up for him. I don't think they, they did. They did not leading into Game 2, and I'm actually yeah. glad they didn't because I would have. <laughs> I was hoping for like 9.5, and, and I would have taken the over, and he was non-existent. But we saw him get consistent minutes at the end of that last series. There may be an opportunity where Eric Spolster starts pulling out just a couple of new tricks in this game. He he could. I, he, I was with you on Highsmith. The way he played in Game 1, kind of his size, too. And it looked like Miami was going to need to get taller on the outside to deal with Gordon and Porter. I thought Highsmith was going to be a factor in this series, and we really haven't seen him much since Game 1. So, I mean, this is what happens with the Heat. It's just really a guessing game with trying to figure out who, which role players will step up. 
in this series, you know Butler and Bam are going to be the guys. And then who's going to be the third dude? Is it going to be Vincent, Struess, Robinson? Is it going to be Lowry? Is it going to be Love? Like, you just don't know. So it's tough betting Miami. It, it really is. Denver is is kind of tough to bet, too. You know what Jokic is going to give you. Murray can either have some unbelievable games or he can have some, like, really quiet games. There are some in-betweens at times, but it feels like here lately, either Murray is absurd or he's, like, really not too much of a factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, there are role players. Like, KCP's been a non-factor he, in this series. He's non-existent. He, Michael he's, Porter Jr. has been non-existent. Aaron Gordon's been pretty solid. Uh, Bruce Brown's been pretty good, too. And then the emergence of Christian Brown has really been the story for the Nuggets. But as for, like, betting props, and especially on the offensive side, Nick, it's... I mean, it's tough, man. Outside of Jokic and Murray and Butler and Bam, like out of those four, like trying to find which guy to take who's going to have a big night. You know, something Zach Kroll was producing the show tonight just brought up. In the last two NBA Finals, it was the Suns and Celtics that were up 2-1. They lost those series, and they lost three straight games. Interesting. So... I don't know if that rings true with the Heat. Let's go. This is here. a little bit of a different situation than, you know, the Warriors doing it or the Bucks doing it when they did it. Both those teams, I would still say, stacking them up against this Heat team better than them. But the Heat are playing in a situation where you just go, I, I mean, any anything is certainly possible with this team. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the question, too, like, so if Miami tonight decides to go smaller, let's say they do, right? So you're getting more shooters out there. Find somebody that's got a rhythm. Maybe early on they go smaller. See who's starting to get that, just get some sort of shooting rhythm from the outside and Spolster stays with them. You can't do anything on the inside, and that's what happened when the Heat got beat inside last game. So I wonder if then now Spolster goes big, but then you lose a lot of that firepower. You lose a lot of that shooting. So Miami's got that tough spot where they're already a smaller team. Like, just look. On paper, you look at these teams and go, well, Denver's the better team. Denver's got size. Denver's got more talent. They've got more scores. But that doesn't guarantee anything because it really also depends on what the Heat are and what right. the Heat do in this game. Yeah, I, you know, again, I just, I'm shocked that this spread has dropped. Like, I really am. I thought, if anything, it would go up to, like, four, maybe, for Denver. I, I am surprised it's gone to two and a half, so... We'll see what happens, and uh, I told you I I like this over too. Mm-hmm. I think it for Miami to win games in this series, I just think they're going to have to score. Like I don't know if they can beat the the Nuggets in the high nineties, low hundreds. I, I think they're going to have to get into the one tens, like they did in Game Two. We'll see. But you bring up good, interesting points too about Spolstring, kind of what he's going to do, because th- that's another reason why the Heat have obviously been so good throughout the playoffs. Like. We can talk about playoff Jimmy and just the contributions that they've gotten from all these different guys, how well they've shot the ball, but it's Spolster, man. And the adjustments he makes from game to game and the in-game adjustments, and obviously we already know this, but I uh, I just like Miami in this spot. Every time this postseason, when they've had to have a game, they have gotten it. And I uh, they, they obviously have to have this game. You can't go back to Denver Trail in 3-1. So I think they're going to come through. I would take them... Uh, plus 125, and I I think this is going to be a, a really good game tonight because I, I think both teams are, are going to come to play. Mike Malone challenged his team after game two, and they responded in game three, and now I'm sure Spolstra is challenging his team, saying, fellas, we, we can't lose two games at home. We, we got to win tonight. So 
we'll see, Nick. I I, I really do think we're gonna get we're gonna get a great game. I look, I hope so because the we we thought we were gonna get that in game three, and then the second half, that third quarter specifically, the Nuggets just came out and they beat the hell out of the Heat, and then that was it. And you're not you're the problem is too when you have players like KCP and Michael Porter Jr. You bring up that are just not shooting the ball well and yet you're still going out and doing what you're able to do in that third quarter to break the game wide open, that just shows how deep and how dangerous Denver is. I'll tell you this, man. I'm fading uh, MPJ the rest of the way. Like, the rest of this series. Com- you I do mean, not like that. I, I, well, it's just like he's been 11 and a half. His points are 11 and a half. Take the under. I mean, the guy can't even hit double digits. They're up to 11 and a half now. Yeah, exactly. It's even better. Minus 115. What's under is minus 105? Uh, I think it's minus... No, 115 both ways. 115 both so, ways. Uh, interesting. Yeah. By the way, uh, college baseball update, Nick. TCU. Mm-hmm. Cash the run line. There you go. Thank you very much. There you go. Thank you very much. Off to a nice start. We do have a rain delay, though, in South Carolina, Florida. So that's uh, that's hurting the vibes right now. You know, is, I wonder if tonight, too, is a zigzag for Max Struess, right? He, he goes 0 for 10 in game one, yep. doesn't score. I was thinking about that. Hit four threes in game two, 14 points. Mm-hmm. Back to one of seven in game three, only three points. I would almost lean toward, I mean, his Max Struess's points are just eight and a half. Minus 130 to the over, though. But I would still maybe take that and maybe his threes, which, let's see, it's, I think it's... It is two and a half. Still no, it's probably? one and a half. Oh God, it's minus one ninety. Oh, 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 get out yeah. of here! Yeah, I got so excited when I saw that one and a half. Man, oh I'd... well, I knew it'd be juice because for yeah. game three it was two and a half plus one forty five. Right. That was like my favorite play. Right. So I think maybe with with Max Struess, maybe the over eight and a half. I mean, minus one thirty is not great, but it's not minus one. Yeah, no, I do, I do the points with Struess. I'm with you. I think Struess is gonna is gonna bounce back. Denver defended him very well, though, mm-hmm. in Game 3. You know how when you have, obviously, player props on guys and you're just, like, not even watching the ball at times. You're just watching your yeah. player. And I was just constantly watching Struess, and I'm like, oh, they denied him the ball again. Oh, they hedged out on the screen. He's not going to get a lot. They they played him much better. They they knew he had 10 shot attempts in Game 1 and 2, and they took it personally that he was not going to get that in Game 3. So we'll see now if Spolster makes some adjustments to get him more free. Um here in game four, but yeah, Struess is a good call because he kind of has been zigzagging here the first three games of the series. You know what you could even do? You could try and parlay Max Struess and Duncan Robinson's points together, just because Duncan Robinson's only six and a half, but it's minus 130. I'd almost parlay both those together, get a little more value out of it because they're both low numbers, and Duncan Robinson had nine, and then what, ten the game before. He's been getting more minutes and they need the shooting, so there's a good chance, especially early, that he gets some serious minutes in the first half, and then that's an opportunity to get a little more value. He had 9 and 10, only 3 in Game 1. You go back to Boston, he had 10 and then 13. I think a Max Struess over 6.5, or over 8.5, and, and Duncan Robinson over 6.5 points, parlay those together, that could give you at least... That would be a little more value, and you could capitalize on those low numbers there. Yeah, I like it. We'll see. Oh, so excited. They've got an hour <laughs> till game time. I know. I love the 8.30 starts now. Oh, it's so great. I love it. People on the West Coast, you guys on the West Coast, man, you got it. You got it so, so good with those early good. starts. So I love good. it. Ryan Rothstein is going to join us next. Bet MGM tonight.